Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within. Today I want to talk about psychology or, or the uh, mass psychology or people psychology because in 2007 and, and probably even much more prevalent in 2008, uh, and I'm sure you'll agree that uh, a lot of people's psychology or their fear and greed, to, to put it mildly, actually uh, sort of went to alarming levels of a lot of people uh, panicking about the market, fearing the market. And I know talking with people in the street or those people are popping into our office to, to chat with our people or our, our guys, uh, I know there's a lot of fear in the marketplace. And I wanted to sort of address that about your psychology, about how you're attending the market or, or how you're viewing the market right now. And I don't want to get into technical things about the market itself. It's more personal stuff. And, and I don't know whether you've ever thought about the name Wealth Within or in my company name and what it actually means and, and really is wealth within. I did actually, when I came up with that name more than, a, I think it's more than a decade ago now, I came up with that name. It was, it was for absolutely reason. And I need you to have a think about that. Because obviously, to me, wealth, or, and, and wealth is, is a, a, to use an a overused term, holistic uh, view of wealth, is not just about money. It's about health. It's about family. It's about lifestyle. It's about a whole range of things. Um, and so calling my business Wealth Within has a, has a big meaning for me and, and really it's about the, the wealthier, I, wealthier that I am on the inside, then my external wealth will be better. So it's, it's, it's why I called it Wealth Within. So my wealth within, uh, the better I make my wealth within, the better my wealth without is actually, uh, it will manifest itself in a physical form in, in the outside world. So whether that be money, whether it be uh, family, all sorts of things. So And I found that's the case in, in in my own experience over many, many decades of studying psychology and studying uh, people, uh, well, just studying people to, to keep that short. But when we're talking about the market, we're talking about a, a dynamic vehicle that people use to create wealth. And when you talk about the word money, then it gets even worse because anything to do with money invokes emotions. And it could be a positive or a negative emotion. And quite often, most of our arguments that husbands and wives have or you know, children would do with their mum and dad is all about money. It's about, hey, dad, I've got not enough money or give me more allowance or your husbands and wives spending money or not having enough money. So so it really is an important area that in your life that you need to, well, I won't, I won't suggest that you need it in your life, but it's, a, it's one that we all need to look at in our life and see whether we're balanced and what we can do. But I want to take you through a little bit of what we teach our advanced traders in in our advanced diploma of share trading and investment, we talk, we've got a whole module just on psychology because as a trader, your psychology is even much more um, bombarded with uh, the emotions of the market because the share market is emotional. We have the newspapers we have to look at. We have um, TV bombarding us with the emotional aspects of the market, uh, people at, at uh, coffee shops and friends and you name it where you go, everybody's bombarding you with the market and saying, oh, isn't the market scary? Or, you know, oh, geez, you know, I've made this much money and I've lost this much money and I oh, don't trade this because of this and chat forums. There's a whole range of different things. But I want to talk a little bit about decision making now. And I'm going to read you a little bit about out of one of our modules here, as I said, the psychology in our advanced course. And it talks about decision making is, a, is an integral part of your life. And it is. People who fail to make decisions really don't get very far in their life because 
Um, I know there's an old Anthony Robbins statement here that he comes out and he says, De decisions determine your destiny. And I know we see a lot of people that procrastinate about making decisions or, or decisions that they know they need to make, but they just keep putting that off. And, and getting educated about the share market could be one of those things that, that you may be uh, balancing with there that I really do want to understand a bit more, but unless you make the decision to do it, it's never going to happen. But the thing is with decision making, being an integral part of our life, our ability to make rational decisions, however, is often clouded by emotions or, or cognitive errors. Consequently, the psychological makeup or our attitudes, our beliefs, our emotions or our cognition of, of any individual will, will influence our behavior and ultimately it'll, it'll, it'll influence our success when investing in a share market. And so much so that researchers have actually developed a theory known as behavioral finance. Now, isn't that interesting? which attempts to understand and explain how emotions and cognitive errors influence us as investors, but also also our, how it influences our decision-making or the process that we make in our decisions. But in an ideal situation, investors would just behave rationally. They'll buy and sell investments with no emotion at all because we've seen in the media or we uh, might have read in books that you should buy and sell shares with lack of emotion, just make it black and white. But how few of us do that? And it, it is very, very hard for most people, but... Uh, to get into that because they're not they haven't been working on the emotional status we talk about it so but according to some researchers factors such as greed and fear investor overconfidence which we saw in the tech boom um, and something and late into 2000 or 2006 and into 2007 people being overconfident public misinformation which we get from various forms of the media we get public misinformation all the time um, and it can be sometimes from experts and some of the experts i see on tv i don't think i'd actually listen to but all of this has an effect on an, on an investor's ability to make a rational investment decision, and it can be exploited by others who know that's going on for profit. So, in, uh, educated people, educated traders, or professionals can can use the exploit or exploit what the, gen, the the general public, and that's what happened a lot with the hedge funds during two thousand and eight. They were exploiting people's panic and fear of the market. So. But an understanding of behavioural finance can assist investors to manage and control and even avoid some of the emotions of co and cognitive errors associated with your investment choices and, and in turn improving your investment profits. Okay. Now, according to research, most common psychological factors that invest investors, affect investors daily is risk aversion or fear of failure or fear of loss. And what we're seeing there is, is this fear of loss really do runs a lot of people, does run a lot of people. Traders, they set two um, stop losses too tight because they fear losing if they've got it wrong. And I know a lot of people when they've got integral shares, that whole, I don't want to take risk. I don't want to get in the market now. They want to wait till the market's absolutely been going up for three years before they get in and then they find out it peaks out and falls away. So, and it's about that herd mentality is another one of those things, a herd mentality, following everybody else. If everybody's got Telstra shares, so should I, because Telstra is a really, really good share, so I should actually own that. And that's really also not necessarily a good uh, thing for investors to do. But this risk aversion is something I come across a lot in the share market where people think, I don't want to be in the share market because it's high risk, it's gambling, it's X, Y, and Z. And a lot of you that probably listen to this podcast have, have shares, so you don't may not have that, but you've probably got some of the other psychological factors affecting you. And it could be things like that fear of loss. And I know during 2008, a lot of people did not sell shares that they owned uh, even though they were falling heavily and they couldn't sell the shares and that was really, they were stuck and frozen in fear because 
the share was falling and it really was it's created by not knowing or not knowing when to sell or why you should be sold well, i suppose you shouldn't you do know why you should be selling but not knowing how to sell it or when they should be selling it or making that mistake because once you sell, sell a share that you're actually losing money on what you're doing now what a, a lot of people believe they're doing in there is they're realizing the loss and therefore then it's they're wrong because they've bought this year and they've lost money so that fear of losing actually makes them lose more because they don't sell and then the share falls further and then they still don't sell and it actually falls even further but the more it falls the harder it gets to sell it and the harder it is to realize that loss so eventually lots of people uh, in 2008 their portfolios are sitting down by 40 50 60 percent from what it was prior to that and to me that's really really something that everybody can work with and we've got to go back to that black and white um, analogy that I talked about before. If you make investment decisions black and white, you'll actually have more money. And this is getting back to using stop losses that I talk about in my book, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%. If everybody just set stop losses on their shares during 2008, there'd be a hell of a lot more money in the Australian market today. So, And I'll leave that with you, or that those thoughts with you about how do you handle the market and how do you handle the fear and greed in that market? And what is your psychology and how are you actually handling that? And maybe Maybe just I've given you a few little hints and tips that you can use to have a better understanding of the share market and how, more importantly, how you make up you to create your wealth within. And that's what I'd like to leave you with today. But I look forward to chatting with you on our next podcast. And until then, take care and hopefully your investments are good ones. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 Share Trade.